0: Watch judges are ready. Side of studio. Careful Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. Open. It's now time to form The Rug. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational effort! The Rug. FX Pro Super Rugby coming your right way until August. The biggest season ever. It's Rugby Supercharged.
1: Good morning.
2: Mr Tony Squires is, uh, has moved up uh, in the world. He's sitting next <laughs> to Sam Armitage on the set of Sunrise. So it's Dan Ganane filling the chair uh, for one week and one week only. Scores from overnight. Uh, the Cheaters beat the 4 13 The Sharks over the Highlanders, 28-16. Brumbies over the towers, we'll be talking about that Plenty 23-6 and the Chiefs, the Bulls and the Hurricanes also scored wins Maddie Burke and Tim Horan, good morning Hello Dan, hello morning, Tim Danny. Danny. big
0: week of rugby hasn't it been boys? Massive hasn't it, absolutely massive, what about the uh, the game that you're at Timmy, 8 tries before half time it was just absolutely, you thought you're back in the high belt where everyone's a bit faster
1: the ball flies a bit further but it was obviously down in Melbourne yeah, well, the Rebels hosted the Bulls there from Pretoria, and the Bulls have been outstanding so far in this competition. You would have thought this was a rebuilding year for them with uh, players like Victor Matfield out, to Dupree, their halfback, not there as well. But, gee, they were sensational. Eight tries in the first 40 minutes, and uh, we'll chat about it a bit later. But to the Rebels at home are uh, scaring a few teams, but Danny Cipriani also has uh, decided to head back to, to England, and he's been paid out by the Rebels to head back and uh, get ready to start his new team there in Sale. So interesting decision by the Rebels.
2: Pat McCabe and Beric Barnes will be joining us uh, shortly. Uh, any breaking news for us today, uh, Timmy?
1: <laughs> in what regard, Daniel? What are you getting at there?
2: Well, I mean, you were, we had we we we'd got your audio ready. We we're going to send it in for a journalism award last week. <laughs> I just love the one. No, listen. You know, we all get stories wrong. And it happens, and, and you're on the money, and then it all changed. It wasn't your fault, but you told it like a journalist. As it was, was. outstanding. <laughs> it was it was brilliant work. Now we'll get to the Wilgenya saga later. But um, he was gone, wasn't he? He was going to the Western Force.
1: Well, he, he was. He'd agreed to terms on the Friday, well, I think on the Thursday, and he told um, after the, the game they played, the Queensland g- game against the Blues on the Friday night, he went after the dressing shed and spoke to you and McKenzie and said that uh, he'd made a decision to go, hadn't signed at that stage. And, yeah, we mentioned it on Saturday nights uh, in Perth, and it was like wildfire over there that mm. the people that were telling us that he'd signed and we'd obviously rung a few people behind the scenes and that uh, um, confirmed it, but he obviously hadn't signed. And then, as he said on the press conference on Monday, that... He then, on the Sunday afternoon, he had a rethink and sat down thought, well, he was a bit nervous of leaving and and changed his mind. And, uh, you know, obviously he still hadn't signed with the force but agreed to terms and and decided to stay on the Monday morning. So the great thing about it, really, it didn't really matter whether he played for the Reds or the force, but he's going to be playing rugby Mm. for the next three years in Australia Mm, because there was a a, a potential chance that he was going to go and play in Japan uh, or in France because they were offering some big money there. So it's good for Will Getting He's still young, still got a lot of time here in Australia to play his game. It's amazing, Timmy, how... um you know, when when you and I played, it was playing for your
0: country for as long as possible, and then maybe at the end you might sneak out a couple of years over in the UK. Now they you know we saw Luke Burgess go away. Guys, at Dibiwani was obviously offered to go to Japan. Guys are happy to go mid mid contract, uh, mid mid career if you call it that. To yeah, take well, up the I think bucks it's come back.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's an inflated market over in uh, Japan and the France at the moment. It's for the top two or three players in each team. It's an inflated market, so players are looking for an opportunity
2: plenty to get through this morning, including uh, the Brumbies, great, but they've lost uh, their, their, one of their main men, mm. uh, Leo Leofana. We'll get to that after this. And Pat McCabe as well. This is the Rock your Sunday morning rugby show. This is the Ruck. It's the Rock your Sunday morning rugby show. Tim Hoare and Matty Burke. Dan Gidane filling in for Tony Squires. Uh, last night, a definitive game in the Australian Conference. The Brumbies, 23-6 winners over the Waratahs. It was 6-all and uh, Timmy it was it was a couple of tries either side of halftime which just broke the game open and the Waratahs really never got a side after that
1: yeah Henry Spade scored a try just before half time. so um, I think the way that the, the sides are going now you understand that the Brumbies are the real deal everyone's been waiting early on their first two or three games you thought yeah well that's fair enough then they had a buy, and all of a sudden they're on top of the table and Jake White has got this young team. They're hungry. They've got great belief in each other and great tr- trust, Berkey, haven't they, going forward. So they're going to, um, the next two or three games will be really crucial for the Brumbies. I like I when we had Jake White a couple of weeks ago on the, on the
0: show when he mentioned about, you know, I'll use the Brumbies culture and, and history, but add a bit of South African influence as well. And he's been able to do that. I think the discipline's been fantastic. And you talk about the, the minutes before halftime and the minutes after halftime about being the most important. And, and Waratahs on the, literally the 40th minute Letting that try. And there was no way Henry Spate should have got through. You know, he went through Barnes, then he stepped. Great right foot step, and uh, you know, cut the guys to shreds, and then scored the try. And,
1: and I tell you what, Berkey, though, the, the big the big loss for the Brumbies um, going forward now. Christian Lee Leofano, yeah, um, it's a it's a shocking news, shocking injury he had right on full time, virtually. And uh, we'll talk to uh, Patty McCabe about that and how that will debt their um, season going forward. In mm-hmm. fact,
2: in fact, we got him on the line now, uh, Timmy uh, Pat McCabe. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, as we say, good morning. What's the feeling like this morning? You've, you've you've had a big win, but then you've lost one of your best.
3: Morning, guys. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was definitely pretty subdued in, in the sheds after the game. I think everyone was obviously thrilled to to get a, a win over an old foe, but um, I think everyone obviously felt for Christian and, and knew that uh, it definitely um, is a huge loss for us.
0: Uh, Paddy, you could see that there was great determination in the game last night. Uh, uh, you know yourself, you took a couple of knocks on the way through there you got uh, tape around the head, but the the ability to go forward i think was one of your strengths last night
3: yeah no, i think um I think a lot of that the credit there goes to for the forwards I think um just even off slowball and the things that laurie working been working on there i think we 're just i guess getting on, on the front foot a lot more and I think it 's allowing christian or has been allowing christian to really sort of flatten up and and, and attack the defense so um, I think a lot of the credit goes there and it definitely um frees us up a little bit more out wide. And Paddy, what,
1: what have you how have you found the, I suppose the culture that Jake White has brought into this team, as you were involved the last couple of years in the Brumbies, and, and last year wasn't a fantastic year for the Brumbies, but this year, what has changed from last year to this year within the culture of the team?
3: Um, a lot too, I think um, obviously Jake brings um, as you say, within a, a real sort of South African discipline about everything he does and I think there's a lot more, I think, trust around the place in terms of trusting Jake's ideas and, and the things he wants to do because I think everyone knows that, that he's a tried winner. He's he's obviously won the World Cup and, and done a lot of things. So guys just, just back his decisions. And I think another thing is that he, he gets really good people around him. I think Steve Larkin's um, been outstanding for us backs and, and Laurie Fisher for the forwards and, and Dean Benton, Sea coach, has been outstanding as well. So I think it's sort of a combination of those things.
1: And Paddy, what what about, uh, I think they've been playing sensational, these two guys, Ben Moen as your captain, but Michael Hoop has just been absolutely outstanding, hasn't
3: he? Yeah, he has, yeah, I think um, he got a bit of a taste for it last year and has just um, had a really big preseason, it's been outstanding, I think, um, to to be losing him to the, the Warriors next year is obviously a huge loss for us, and, and Benny, as well as you say, he's just um, a real sort of natural leader and he's been great for, for such a young group.
1: Hanging out over, over? Sorry, Berkey, What about over forty meters? There, I heard that Michael Hooper's got one of the quickest times in the team. Are you uh, are you up there with him? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, he goes. He goes pretty quick. I think uh, everyone who who saw that that break he made against the line sort of saw saw how quick he is. He nearly sort of outstripped the, the winger and the fullback, so he's got plenty of gas. But um, I, I might, might back myself. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy, what, what,
0: what about last night? I thought you know. Uh, Tough night, cold night in Canberra. It, it it seemed like it was okay to play the rugby, night, as in the as in ball handling. Um, are you guys just playing touch footy at training because the the skills that you showed last night to keep the ball alive and keep it off the deck was fantastic?
3: Yeah, it was. It was actually surprisingly surprisingly good. I think sometimes when it gets cold down here, it gets that really sort of thick dew on the grass. So we didn't have that last night, which is mm-hmm. good. And I think a lot of the things that that Steve Larkin's been working on since I guess it's been pretty sort of widely documented our preseason started in sort of June last year so some of the things that that he has brought and obviously he was sort of the best at that so um, I think he's sort of um, added a lot of that to the group which has been good.
0: I was going to mention about uh, Stephen Larkin, Bernie Larkin, a, a guy that uh, Tim and I played with he he seemed like he, he was very calm when he ran the water just giving a few guys direction there was a there was a point in time there I think there was a, a question mark whether you're going to go for goal and and he sort of came on and said yes so he must be a a pretty strong influence when he's out there running the water
3: yeah definitely I think having um as you say such such a cool head and someone who obviously understands and reads the game so well and um I guess being on the sideline gets a real a real feel probably more so than they sometimes do in the box about how the tempo of the game's going and how the guys are feeling so I think to have him come on and and just give a, a word here or Um, just an idea about about what to do next is is really good for the group
0: have you still got no personality
3: me? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Oh, no, Bernie. Bernie! Sorry, No,
0: mate, you're on fire. I'm talking about Bernie. Bernie Larkin. That's what I'm saying. Looking right. at Bernie's, that was him. He used Sorry. to say nothing amongst the team. No, no, Bernie's good. He's good value. Now, yeah,
3: no, he's very good. Now, Pat,
2: congratulations! Not only on the win, but you made Matthew Burke's Moneyball uh, 15. Hey, there you go. Matt Burke oh, named no. his 15 Wallabies. What was this? That stats the way for the Wallabies. Stats wallaby. the way, exactly so, right. So you've made you've made uh, you've made the centers in his team. So congratulations. Oh, performance has been
0: outstanding. Well done. I'll give you that fifty. Thanks, give me that fifty later on. Cheers.
2: <laughs> Good on you, Patty. Cheers,
3: guys. Thanks so much Pat, for having me.
2: Pat McCabe from the Brumbies here on the Ruck. We're gonna talk about last night's game. What are the implications for the Brumbies? They've lost one of their best players, mm. so will they win the Australian Conference more after this on the ruck? This is the ruck. Black Keys on the Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Matty Burke, Tim Horan, Dan Ganane filling in for Tony Squires. Last night's scores, Brumbies over the Tars, 23-6. Sharks beat the Highlanders, 28-13. And the Western Force, they had the lead over the Cheaters over there, but the Cheaters won 17-13. Reds to play the Crusaders today. Now, boys, uh we've spoken about the Brumbies' win, and it sets them up nicely. Uh, but a devastating injury Right at the end That's got to be the worst thing too Christian Lou Leofano yeah. um, Doing his leg uh, He was in fact the, the, the siren had gone It was over People were leaving the ground uh, Both of you boys Have done major injuries the day yeah. after Tim, it must be yeah. the most devastating day when the realisation sets in and you know, you know, you start to see what's in front of you for the next few months.
1: Yeah, poor old Christian Lealiifano. He'll he'll be shattered this morning. Um, it's a big loss for the Brumbies going forward. He potentially would have been the fly half for the first test match against Scotland for the Wallabies because the Wallabies play Scotland on a Tuesday night and then they play Wales on the Saturday. So I know that Robbie Deans would have looked to uh, mix it up. So really disappointing for him. And it's it's amazing, Birkin. You've experienced it as well. A major injury the next day. What do you do? do you you know go and see your teammates i I injured my foot very badly um, in a game against Argentina, in about two thousand at Ballymore when they played test matches at Ballymore. That's how long ago that is and um I, I went to hospital that night. I knew I had to have a um, a screwer operation and I'll be out for six or eight months but the next day you can't do much because i was actually then had to go to my daughter's fate at the local school on crutches <laughs> and i hosted cooking the barbecue for six hours so <laughs> i was flipping sausages and i could hardly walk you can imagine having your crutches and trying to flip and organize the barbecue but oh. uh yeah it's different oh. i mean i know berkey when you do your shoulder Mate, um, I, I had
0: i had six games of golf lined up the next week we had a week <laughs> off we played new zealand in that third test in sydney uh
1: 1998 i think it was and and I'll just stop you there, That The games of golf you had lined up, yes. that you they would have been freebies. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Timmy Horan trying to get back at me. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, had, uh, I remember Greg Craig coming over. And I said, I think I've dislocated my shoulder. And he said, yeah, good assessment. And I said, can I play golf next week? And he said, no, I don't think so. I ended up playing left-handed uh, with a few of the boys just to muck around just to get out there. But the next day we went to the uh, Centennial. If I remember, we went up there and had a... Uh, well, the guys had a beer, but I was the designated driver, so I...
2: Because <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have been allowed to drink, would you? That
0: was it. No, nothing. I, oh. I came out of hospital that night... Um, driving like, with your knees and one hand. Oh, exactly right. <laughs> one hand, uh, very, very safe, but um, I think I had to uh, take Andrew Blades' car home about a block away, so... Um, that was about it, anyhow, for me.
2: All right, this is the Ruck. Uh, we, and we wish uh, Christian all the best, too. Uh, as Absolutely. you said, Tim, he was in line for a test match berth, so shocking morning for him. We'll come back with more of the Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Ex-Queensland Reds.
0: Ex-Wallabies. Tim Hyde. Oh! What a child. Great skill! Ex-Waratah's captain. Australia's most capped fullback ever. Matthew Byrne. This is The Rock, the Sunday Rugby Show. Yeah,
2: speaking to Berwick Barnes shortly, Matty Burke, you've got some club rugby scores there? Yeah,
0: continues the club rugby. Panamata 22 beat Warringah 18, West Harbour 25 over Penrith 23, and a close one there. Manly 28 beat North 15, South's 40 beat their rivals Ramek 24, Sydney University 27, two points over Gordon 25, and East, an upset, 48
1: beat Eastwood 18. What about you, Timmy? Yeah, well, Brisbane Club Rugby yesterday. Uh, East 19 beat Gold Coast. GPS 25 beat South 22 and a close one there. Brothers thrashed West 60-19. to University had a good win against Norse 45-24. And Sunnybank belted the Sunshine Coast 44-21. So good little, good little round of competition up here and uh, certainly in Sydney as well, Berkey. It continues, Timmy. I like the... Um I like the
0: the club rugby. They get out there, and even more so when the players from Super Rugby have to go back and play. I think it just it just adds that little bit of something to the to the, the experience of the of the local guys, of the younger guys. So but, I think it's a good thing.
2: But they don't do it anywhere near as much as they used. Not to. Not as
0: much as they used to. No, they, I mean, they, I mean, mind you, that before that '96 period when it, it went professional, you played all the time. Mm. Then it went. So not much uh, I played about two games In about five years And then you played A bit more after that So I think it's a good thing
2: Alright now All you listeners in Brisbane We're going to uh, preview The Reds and the Crusaders uh, Shortly But after this We're going to catch up With Berwick Barnes As we do The Ruck Your Sunday morning rugby show
0: This is The Ruck
2: It is The Ruck Your Sunday morning rugby show If you're just uh, waking up And turning the radio on Overnight scores Cheaters over the 4th 17-13 The Sharks beat The Highlanders 28-16 to 16. And in the big one, the Brumbies over the Waratahs, 23 points to six. It was six all near half time. Tim Horan, Matty Burke, uh, our next guest, and this is interesting. I think we're going on the New South Wales Waratahs team bus, so this will be fun. <laughs> uh, a man who uh, it's nice to see him stringing some games together now. He seems mm. to have got it together with injury. Uh, Beric Barnes, thank you for joining us. Hey, young boys.
0: Beric uh, Berkey here, mate. Uh, tough loss last, last night. You you had a lot of the ball, a lot of energy, but just couldn't get across or through that defensive line of the brumbies
4: yeah we couldn't we did have a lot of balls. probably the first 20 minutes really hurt us you know we were attacking their line and um you know we had a number of line breaks and we just didn't hold on to the footy and and really mount pressure down in their half and you know as a result of that we um you know they were able to get down our end and they, they took their chances and um you know hats off film they're playing some good rugby there's a lot of belief amongst the brumbies and um you know, it was just unfortunate last night. We just couldn't get it together in attack, and then some really poor defensive lapses. Not to put my hand up there as well. So, yeah, unfortunate.
1: Yeah, Barry Tim here. I, I like the way you played in that first sort of twenty or thirty minutes, not kicking a lot of ball away and trying to back the the width of the game. But the Brumbies' defence was outstanding, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, it was. Look, they scrambled well, and we able to get in behind them and everything. But they just seemed to uh they turned up at the right moments and. Um, Look, they're a side that's extremely fit. They've done a lot of work on their, um, you know, obviously in the off-season and that, and their, their defence um, you know, it held up really well from last night, and they probably, um, you know, in the second half, it really told their work at the breakdown too. We uh, Every time we'd get any penetration, I sort of seemed to be all over it, slowing it down or getting a penalty, and, um, you know, and then box kicking on the end of it, which put us under a fair bit of pressure.
1: I mean, next week you on Friday night you, you host the Bulls at uh, the Allianz Stadium in Sydney. Hey, did you see the Bulls game on Friday night? They were they were dominant, weren't they?
4: Yeah, look, they are. They're in a bit of um, you know, they're in a fair bit of form at the moment too. So it doesn't get any easier for us. Um, but look, there's there's opportunities there. They've um, you know, they're leaking a lot of points, but they're also scoring a lot too. So it's um, you know, it's one of those things. We've got to be uh, we've got we've got to improve our attack. But, um, you know, we've leaked a lot of tries this year. It's something we haven't done in previ- you know, previous years. And it's something we've um, You know, we've really got to rectify if we want to go any further in this competition.
3: Beric,
0: what about, what about you, mate? You, you seem to be enjoying your rugby at the moment. Obviously, uh, had a few problems last year in terms of getting on the park. But it seems like you're enjoying being out there directing the play from that number 10 role.
4: Yeah, I'm just well. i the role I'm playing at the moment in the side, and um, you know, I'm just trying to do what I can now. I suppose it's it's good to string some games together, and um, you know, trying to get some you know some combinations going. It's been a fortunate issue in the sense that we've had a lot of uh, you know, have had a lot of blokes you know out injured and and reshuffled and that sort of stuff. But you know, it's um stringing some games together has been good. It's a bit of a change the years gone by, I suppose.
0: Any, any chance of those guys coming back soon? We're looking in the paper today at uh, maybe. Uh Lockie turner might be having a run down Eastwood Way. Any news on Drew Mitchell? I know that every team struggles with injury. Um, any sign of those guys coming back soon?
4: Yeah, look, there's, there's positive signs with both of them. Um, you know, Drewy in particular, there's a you know you don't want to obviously put anything out there too early, but he's he's back running in the training, which is really exciting. And um, you know, he's positive with his injury, so potentially a few weeks' time, we don't know though, but. That'd be good. And Lockie Turn has been extremely surprising. You know, Mick Fanning was out for a whole year with what he did—the surfing injury, injury, injury. So I figured it'd be pretty much the same for him. But he's, um, you know, Lockie's back at training and running and that with the rehab guy. So you know, he's sort of talking that he may be a chance in the last few Super Rugby games after all the tests. So you know, you, you don't you don't want to put a date on though because people are constantly asking and yeah. putting pressure with these sort of injuries—they're they're a bit, uh, you know, they're a bit more up in the air than say, uh, you know, you can. Put
2: a direct date on it though. All right, we appreciate you joining us. Now, you're on the bus trip from Canberra to Sydney. Have the forwards asked if you can stop at the Sutton's Forest Mackers? <laughs> we stopped there
4: on the way up. That might have been our undoing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Beric. Uh, good on you, good on you
0: Beric. Cheers. Cheers, mate. There
2: is Beric Barnes. Uh, why, Matty Burke, hasn't it quite happened for the Tars this year? I mean, they're, they're pretty, let's be honest, they're pretty much out of business, even though they're mm. only. You know, nine points off top spot. They've got a road trip to come. They're not going to make the finals.
0: I think when you when you take into account the the Australian conference at the moment, the Reds are playing this afternoon. We'll, we'll chat about that in a minute. They could leapfrog them and go to sort of twenty nine, maybe thirty points. Then you got to look at the the way the system works out. You know, you one two or you're one from each conference goes through, and then you're basically the best of after that. And I don't think that figure of twenty six points is going to be enough to get that that sixth spot. So they are they are hurting at the moment. Whether they change their their team around, their combination, I don't know as to who's going to play and add some spark. But they are lack, lacking a few, I suppose, blokes who can break the line at the moment.
2: All right. This is uh, The Ruck. We'll have more after this. This is The Ruck. It's The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Tim Horan, Matty Burke, Dan Gananian for Tony Squires. He'll be back next week. Uh Big, big game today. Crusaders up against the Queensland Reds. Uh The Tars almost uh, got the points off the Crusaders last week. But that was in Sydney. Uh, Tim Horan it's great to see the Crusaders are back in Christchurch it's not Amy Stadium that's that's obviously not happening but they, they've managed to get it together and they've now got a home ground
1: yeah they've played a couple of games there at their home ground now and I, I think it over, over Christmas time it took them 100 days to put this ground together and uh, so it'll be live this afternoon 2 o'clock Reds Crusaders and I think it seats about 18,000 people and I think they they put the field together. they got the light towers from down at Carisbrook in Dunedin because they shifted the ground there. they also got the, the turf from, I think, Eden Park when they did a, a, a renovation there before the oh. Rugby World Cup. The toilets from up at Eden Park as well. So they've, <laughs> they've begged, borrowed and Steel to get this ground together. and so It's a great little atmosphere and, and it's a perfect little stadium to, to build their fortress there in, in Christchurch, obviously after they can't play at the, the other ground which was decimated by the, uh, the earthquake.
0: It's, it's amazing how... Uh, Spirit and generosity will just get them through, you yeah? know. And, and they're providing, they're providing that on the park as well. They're playing with that spirit. They're playing with that uh, that attitude of, of of we can win just about anywhere. Obviously, last week uh, against the Waratahs, Dan, as you mentioned, they they had a good win, uh, only a couple of points in it at the end. But they have that ability to win away from home. They have a consistency in amongst that team, and it doesn't matter who is in the spots, as in if you if you're a new bloke or whatever the role doesn't change you know so it's a um, it's such a good environment to play, Are they play well, the, Reds,
1: the Reds haven't won there since 1999 in, in Christchurch so it'll be a massive turnaround I mean Robbie Fruin's just been playing some unbelievable rugby I, I, Berkey for mine he should have been picked in the All Black World right, Cup yeah. squad last year I can't, yeah. can't believe he missed out so he'd be first picked in the centres. you think I mean the Fanger Twins are back as well for the, for the Reds. Um, there's going to be some great matchups. Scotty Higginbotham uh, versing Reed at number eight. So there's some good matchups right throughout the game.
2: Not much room for error for the Reds. They've got a, a game in hand on the Brumbies, but they're ten points behind, so they've got to string together some wins. Uh, and obviously it doesn't get much tougher than beating the Crusaders over there. Uh, now that uh, the Brumbies have lost uh, Lee Leofano, are the Reds the best team, Matty Burke, in this conference? Well, the,
0: the, the question is then, do you rush back... Quade Cooper into that 10 spot and, and Timmy you, you'd probably have a bit, of, a bit more of an in being up there at the moment but you know after his little mishap on on the, the touch football park a couple of weeks ago does he come back and play and then be the number 10 I mean the other thing is uh, if you look down south now uh, Kirtley Bill played Will at 10 the other night no James O'Connell with the, with the injury to his uh, to his liver so it's open for, for grabs and as you said before Christian Lillianofano was going to be I reckon the man to take him through Um I, who are they going to put the, the question then is who are they going to put down a 10 in the Brumby land uh, Timmy or a Queensland as Dan mentioned going to be the number one guys to, to take it through
1: well I think Ben Lucas uh, is, a, is a very good fly half he, he's uh, someone who can deliver the ball with some width like Quade Cooper but a totally different player of course a Quade Cooper uh, as I understand, I don't think we'll be back for at least another two or three weeks at this stage. So uh, they're nursing him through it to make sure he's been training against the team and running plays for the opposition at training. So he's and apparently been cutting the team up. So he's he's back. He's pretty close. Um, obviously, the Reds next week will host the Chiefs on a Sunday as well. I don't think he'd be back for the I'd say he would come back in two or three weeks off the bench. Um, a wonderful player, but you've got to be able to nurse him back as well. So, mm. but the Reds, it's a good opportunity for them. Uh, a massive uh, turnaround. But as you said, Berkey. Uh, on the Australian conference and for all our listeners um, as you mentioned each conference winner automatically goes in so at the moment the Brumbies are sitting right on top and I just don't think there'll be another Australian team in the next three best placed teams so uh, mm-hmm. I think only one Australian team will go through I know, I know it's probably there's a fair few rounds to go yet but the Brumbies they're the best team in the, in the conference at the moment the Australian conference but the Reds they've got some very tough games coming up Crusaders today and then the Chiefs next Sunday Well Look. it's
2: scary the fourth best New Zealand team the Hurricanes are ahead of the Waratahs and yeah. the Reds, so you'd think no chance that the second Australian team is going to go through.
0: No, I, I, not at the moment, so it's a battle for number one here, exactly right. Um, Tim, I did like uh, the way the Reds orchestrated the win over um, uh, Auckland a couple of weeks ago in Eden Park, but even saying that, uh, you look at the you look at the table, down as you said, they are way down the bottom. Um,
2: Auckland, yeah, Auckland one and Blues,
0: nine. Blues. And uh, maybe is that a true representation of, of playing good rugby over there? It's going to be a big test on today, no doubt about. it. All
1: right, well, uh, tip, Timmy, uh, do you think the Reds can do it? Oh, I think they'll I think they'll they'll scare the Crusaders, but will go pretty close. But the Crusaders, when they've got guys like Israel Dagg and Daniel Carter still playing at inside centre, they've got this uh, young fly half in Tom Taylor who's been playing some good footy. So they're pretty hard to beat there at home. And but uh, the Reds will go very close,
0: very close indeed. But no cigar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, let's take a
2: quick uh, little break. When we come back, Matty Burke's Moneyball Wallaby fifteen. What What is this? Your, your, your wallaby my... team based on statistics and there's no David
0: Pocock. Well, you know, you, 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 as I said in there, get vocal, Dan. It, it, it's going to be a, a team chosen. These are the guys that I think have impressed so far this year. It could be a second 15
2: perhaps. All right, okay. That's the, uh, it's the <laughs> Ruck. We'll talk about that after this. This is the Ruck. The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Overnight scores. Cheaters over the Force, 17-13. Sharks over the Highlanders, 28-16. Brumbies beat the Waratahs 23-6. And for everyone who's just waking up, Chelsea won the FA Cup. I know it's not rugby, but I think people would like to know that uh, Chelsea are the FA Cup champions. Matty Burke, Tim Horan, Dan Ganane. Um, uh, Matty, look, we've had a bit of fun with your piece in the um, the Fairfax papers today. You basically picked a 15, a Wallabies 15, that uh, if it was based on statistics only and not reputation and past performances uh, you came up with 15 names
0: well in, in, a, in a way yes in, in a way these are the guys as i said the give them a go factor that they're playing okay so far and as i mentioned the incumbents will will figure in this in the test team no doubt about it they take on scotland uh, only in a couple of weeks time and three weekends against uh, wales but you look at these guys who uh, have have given a given a chance in, in their in their provinces and gone incredibly well maybe it's a bit of far-fetched i know that we spoke about pat mccabe i think he might be in there for sure mm. um Michael Hooper, though, uh, Timmy,
1: has been outstanding. Stats has been pretty strong. He's been outstanding this year as well. Yeah, he'll he'll certainly be picked. But the, the interesting thing will be on uh, on the Tuesday night, June the 5th, uh, the Wallabies play Scotland, as you mentioned, Berkey, in Newcastle. So the two teams that have a bye that weekend, I think, are the Reds and the Force. So in most of that team would be made up of Reds and Force players. But Michael Hooper, he may get a chance in the first test match against Wales. They might play David Pocock in the first test against scotland on the tuesday night because that you know four days later on the saturday you've got the wales test match in brisbane so it'll be interesting to see what robbie deans does he's got an opportunity to change some players around but yeah i think Berkey robbie deans will be very mindful of what happened last year against western mm. samoa when he picked the side that he thought were up to the test level standard and uh, got beaten by samoa and amazing performance by Samoa. so he's got to be careful that he shows respect to scotland as well because they're a pretty decent team as well scotland
2: All right, now uh, check out the piece in the paper. It's a a nice bit of reading. Um, Danny Cipriani, uh, it it ended ended this week uh, by mutual agreement, we're told. Uh, Tim, uh, he and the Melbourne Rebels parted ways. Uh, From an outsider's point of view, he seemed to make more headlines with his off-field activities than his (laughs) on-field activities. Would we call it... a failed experiment? Uh, it, 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 did he bring much to the
1: Rebels? Yeah, I think he'd be a bit more than the past, Mark. I, I quite like Danny Cipriani, what he brought to the Rebels on the field, and he was starting to play some really good footy down there in Melbourne, and, and I just can't fathom why they've let him go when James O'Connor's going to be out for five or six weeks, and he would have thought you'd need some, someone like around that 10-12 area, area, but uh, the Rebels showed that without Danny Cipriani on Friday night, they nearly beat the Bulls, so... Uh, interesting call. He's going back to join the UK club side Sale, just outside of Manchester. He was gone and at the he, end
2: of the year anyway, so yeah, they decided. He was going, Let's part yeah, ways now.
1: Yeah, but I, I think you know players have got to honour their contract. They can't be you know jumping to and from in, in mid mid contracts. So interesting call, but certainly the Rebels uh, stood up on Friday night without him.
0: I think he was going to uh, spend a bit of time on the pine as well, as in like uh, sitting on the bench. So. Uh, yeah, mutual agreement to, to say hey go get yourself ready for sale
2: overseas so you would imagine Maddie, and being devil's advocate here that he wouldn't have been paid out fully he would have just copped some little thanks for coming payment so <laughs> I Melbourne think it would have been yeah because there's no point in Melbourne paying him out completely no and sending him on his way he might as well keep him there on the bench
0: exactly right and, and, and keep your services in Melbourne for a little bit longer yeah exactly
2: alright we'll wrap it up after this it's The Ruck your Sunday morning rugby show this
4: is The Ruck
2: the Sunday morning rugby show winners overnight Brumby Sharks and the Cheaters Reds to play the Crusaders 2 o'clock today Boys, you give someone a knighthood, they think they can tell you how to run the world. So Graham Henry has fired a stinging barb. I'm just reading here at the state of Australian rugby saying it's not strong enough to support five teams. It's just me, Tim and We seem to get this. Uh, someone has this opinion every week, um, and it might not be. It might be a, a salient point. But um, what have you made of Graham's little uh, shot at Australian rugby?
1: Oh, I think he's got a pretty fair point. Graham Henry is always going to take time for Australian rugby franchises. Um, like in Melbourne and also the Western Force to get to a level um, like the New Zealand or South African teams who can supply players left, right and centre because it's their number one sport. So uh, I I actually think the, the Western Force require a couple more international players. I think they need another three or four being allowed to play over there because it's a difficult whole players over there so they need to find a number 10 they probably need to find a world class 15 as well so um, no, I think international players will come into it in the next couple of years
0: So does that come from uh, Sanzar or does it come from
1: Australian Rugby Union Timmy that they're allowed to have these overseas players Australian Rugby Union will have to uh, and Sanzar would have to approve it but like the the Melbourne Rebels they're allowed 10 international or non-international players who haven't played for their country but from another country and that's going to reduce over the period of time. It's eight, I think, next year, and then six the year after. So, I just think the Western Force need to have probably another four or five. You, you can argue though, Timmy, as you look at the uh, as you look at the stats, um, and we spoke about
0: the the Blues before. They are struggling, you know. So uh, you play tit for tat and say, hey, the, you guys are pretty poor this year in terms of the Blues, and and they recruited. Periwipu, Ma nonu and they've got all the other players, Ali Williams, in amongst their crew there. And yeah, they're struggling. Yeah, hurting really bad.
2: Now, just before we go, uh, Tim, you told me, because I'm only filling in here, obviously, I don't know the lay of the land. You said, Dan, we do a segment every Sunday and we need to uh, (laughs) play the opener, so I'm just leaving it up to you. And now, it's time for the return of the radio segment that's taken the
0: rugby world by storm. 80-test wallaby Tim Horan takes us around the rugby world in 60 seconds. As was the rule last time, Tim, your time started when I started talking. (laughs) Take it away, Tim Horan.
3: (laughs) I've got
0: these new favourite radio <laughs> segments around the world in 60 seconds. Tim, take it away. <laughs>
1: well, I'll oh. endeavour to take us around the world in probably 39 and a half seconds now. The lead story around the world. Our great team, Mexico, in the Rugby World Cup 2015 qualifying round were upset well, the Cayman Islands, forty six is right? thirteen. 13 I can't believe it, Perky. So now we're going to have to follow the Cayman Islands. So the Cayman Islands is the Rux team for the uh, qualifier for 2015. Go so, so, so
0: it all just gets moved on. If, if your team loses, you just move on to the next one.
1: Hey, Berkey, this is my segment. Sorry. Now, Scotland, uh, international rugby sevens on at the moment. England upset Australia 19-14. So the Aussies will play Wales in the quarter final. Also, Matt Guido, who's playing over in France at the moment for Toulon. They've upset Toulouse 25-19, Matty Guido's team, Toulon. And over in England, Harlequins... Uh, finished on top of the table over there. And Berkey, your side, Newcastle, are in the relegation zone and they're up against Wasps, I think, this afternoon. So this that'll afternoon. be interesting to see what happens there, the wooden spooners. So uh, there's Around the World in 39 and a half seconds. Bang. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. We're going to go. Thank you, Timmy. Get
1: on your boys. Thank you, Matty. You see you, boys.
2: Tony back next week.